Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about the giant spears of Israel. That's correct, the giant spears of Israel. And actually, not just the giant spears, but the giant houses, the giant uh, coats of metal armor. Really strange stuff that's been discovered there. And it seems like it's one of these subjects that you really have a hard time finding stuff on. It's something that they just don't want us to know about, this whole notion of giants. Of course, giants aren't just confined to Israel and stories in the Bible. We have plenty of stories about giants among uh, Native American traditions in this country, along with artifacts that are giant. I mean, I've seen these giant axe heads that were made myself as a kid. Uh, people had collected them, and there just was nothing useful these things could have been made for. So you're talking about people that lived in the Stone Age. Uh, they say to make a to make a normal-sized uh, hand axe uh, at that time would have taken out of this, I think it's called dolomite, would take about three days of solid work by a craftsman. Now, you have axes that are 10 or 20 times that size. What would be the point? Especially when these people were semi-nomadic, we're told. So, same thing um, throughout China, large weapons war throughout Europe, um, Russia, wherever. You have these discoveries that have been made, and South America, by the way, where you have these giant uh, weapons of war, axes, spears, whatnot, and no explanation. They always come up with the same thing. Well, it was ceremonial. Well, how do you know that? And what would be the point? Like I said, if you're if you're living in a Stone Age culture, just you know, hunter-gatherer culture in the U.S., say five, six thousand years ago, whatever, would you have the time or the inclination to carry around a, a 40, 50, 60 pound axe for no good reason other than to celebrate it? Uh, it seems like a stretch to me. Same thing here with these uh, spirit heads that we're talking about. Uh, that were found in Israel back like in 1962. I think they started finding these things. And we have the four that are really famous. They were two found in Manash, I think. One, I think, in Gath. And one, I believe, in Megiddo. The one from Megiddo is the biggest. It's like 26 inches long. That thing would have had to have weighed, I don't know, at least five or six, seven pounds, I would think. And the other ones are in the 13-inch range, probably three to five pounds. Still way too big to be... Uh, practical as a weapon of war and so what did the people that discovered them said the scientists well they say well they must have been for ceremonial reasons I don't know once again you're talking about many thousands of years ago they suspect 4,300 to 5,000 years ago and possibly much older and so it would have been a time when uh, copper would have been a precious commodity I mean do you really want to tie up that much resources uh, into a spearhead and so all these 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 reports of these giant weapons of war, along with this uh, oral tradition of giants themselves, whether it's in you know in the U.S. or Israel, wherever, it it raises a lot of questions. You know, according to the Old Testament, Goliath would have been nine foot six inches tall, five hundred eighty pounds. I don't know about the size of an average Bigfoot, I suppose. He said that he had one hundred twenty five pounds of body armor alone, and that this. Uh, you know, he had this huge shield on top of it, his sword. I mean, he was just girded up for, girded up for battle and all this giant-sized equipment. Uh, the, the, the spears at Ishbanah, they say, uh, they're in the five to seven pound range. And they found, I think it was over 500 pounds of body armor there. It looked like it was all one piece, they said, but they estimated that somehow it must have been just, you know, stored that way. I don't know, maybe, maybe, at nine foot six inch wasn't that big for a giant at these times but we're seeing this evidence all across the globe 
and it seems as if nobody wants to talk about it. The first thing is they want to go at it directly from the religious angle and say, well, you know, it can't be true because it was in the Bible. Well, it's not just the Bible talking about these things. Native Americans have plenty of traditions about these things. So you really have to wonder uh, what were they and what were they doing here? Now, we have a couple articles here I found pretty interesting. This first one's from the DailyMail.uk. It says, Giant gates to Goliath's home discovered, monumental fortification belonging to the biblical city of Philistine Gath unearthed. And this is from August 2015. Get in the article a little bit here. It says, It was the biblical city where the giant Goliath lived and one of the most powerful in the Philistine Empire before it was destroyed in the 9th century BC. Archaeologists have now uncovered the remains of an enormous gate and fortified wall which are giving clues to just how formidable the city of Gath may have been. The monumental gate is the largest to ever be found in Israel, and much like its most famous inhabitant, Goliath, it would have intimidated any who approached it. The gate of Gath is referred to in the Hebrew Bible and the story of David's escape from King Saul to Achish, the king of Gath. Alongside the gate, researchers found the remains of a fortified wall with a temple and iron production facility behind it. So that tells you these guys have been there for a long time. They've they've been there uh, from the time they progressed from copper up to the Bronze Age into iron. Writing on the team's blog, Professor Aaron Meyer, an archaeologist from Berlin University in Israel, who has been leading the excavation, said, It appears we have located a monumental city gate of the lower city of Gath. We still have to do a lot of cleaning, defining, digging, and measuring to do, but it appears that there are really good chances that we have truly landed on a quite an astounding find. Many lines of the megalithic stone are appearing with nice corners, features, and even mud bricks. While we are quite far from, the, from fully understanding this architectural complex, it is getting more and more impressive. The more we look at the area, the larger these features appear to be. The remains of the city were discovered in the in the close to the village of Tel Esafi and the Tel Safet National Park in the Judean foothills between Jerusalem and Ashkelon in Israel. The city of Gath was one of five Philistine city-states and according to the Bible was the home of King Ashish and the Philistine warrior Goliath who was killed by David. Now you have to wonder just how common were these uh, these giants and where exactly did they come from. It is thought to have been a powerful city during the time of Saul David and Solomon around 3,000 years ago. However, it was likely destroyed following a siege by King, by Haziel, king of Aram Damascus, around 830 BC. So you just have to wonder if these guys just, if the if the giants weren't somehow were just annihilated, hunted down and killed, or maybe they weren't capable of producing offspring, some sort of some sort of hybrid possibly. It says, Professor Mayer and his colleagues say they have found evidence of the widespread destruction that took place in the city after the siege. The site has been excavated for nearly 20 years under the Ackerman family Barlin University expedition. They have also found evidence of an earthquake which damaged the city in the 8th century BC and may be the disaster mentioned in the book of Amos in the Hebrew Bible. That's interesting. They've also found the earliest decipherable Philistine inscription which includes two names similar to the name Goliath. Professor Meyer and his team this year uncovered the gate around 98 feet of the surrounding fortifications which have been built with huge blocks of stone. Yeah, these stones are enormous. They say there appears to have been extensive iron smelting and working going on in the lower part of the city 
close to the gate during the 10th and 9th century BC. Yeah, what a cool article. It just goes to show sometimes, you know, we can sell short our Native American uh, heritage, even stories from the Old Testament like this, when they go back and they're able to locate these areas that were mentioned in the Bible. And I think it deserves at least being looked at, even though some people might be prejudiced toward this because they think it comes at us from a, a religious standpoint. The facts actually speak for themselves. Now, this here article here is from timesofisrael.com, dated July 26, 2019. It says, Colossal ancient structures found at Gath may explain origin story of Goliath. It says, newly unearthed, unusually large fortifications from the 11th century BC could be the genesis of the biblical tall tale, says Tel Asif Gath. A giant of a man may have sprouted from an equally giant-sized city. Super-sized remains of enormous architecture and fortifications from a new, unexpected biblical era layer of the Philistine city of Gath were unearthed this summer at the ongoing Tel Asafi Gath archaeological project, which is 2019. Whereas most of the site's previously excavated areas date to the 10th and 9th centuries BC, this new layer dates to the 11th century, when according to the Bible, narratives in Samuel 1.17, the future King David slew the giant Goliath. So we're right in that neighborhood. It's amazing how these guys can date this stuff. For those scholars that accept that David was an historical figure, I am among them, the late 11th early 10th century BC, the time of the earlier phase of the city of Gath, whose impressive remains were just found, is the time frame in which David existed, Bar Allen University professor Aaron Meyer, the 23-year-old excavation director of the Tel S. Afgath Dig, told the Times of Israel, the dating follows the chronology of the kings of Israel and Judah as presented in the Bible. If, in fact, David did confront an opponent in single combat, most often identified as Goliath, this would more or less be the time of this early Iron Age phase of the city of Gath, said Meyer. He emphasized that it is hard to say whether or not there is a historical kernel to the truth, if there is a historical kernel to the story, and if there is in fact a kernel, what this kernel was. Well, you know, we've talked often about Enoch and the Watchers and how these guys uh, reportedly uh, shared technology with humans, how they taught them how to make war. And it would be interesting that you have a giant in the same proximity where they're learning how to smelt iron. This says, there is still no inscription conclusively stating that this is Goth. However, the previous two decades of excavation at Tel Asafigoth have uncovered a massive Iron Age a Philistine site that served as the region's center of gravity in the 9th and 10th centuries, said Mar. The settlement was destroyed by the Armenian king Haziel around 830 BC, which is echoed in the account of Gath that is written in Kings. To I just think it's fascinating how all this stuff is lining up and you know if if they're telling you where to find this stuff and you go there and find it and you're finding all these other artifacts that match and then you're finding stuff that says hey there were giants here well maybe there were giants there and it says for years Samir he and his team had assumed that hazel uh, destruction layer was the largest phase of ancient gath but I kept having this niggling feeling it was bothering me if the city destroyed by Haziel was so important why didn't it have fortifications there were some but nothing to write home about said Meyer digging a little deeper this year the team found impressive remains that predate the settlement destroyed by Haziel in 830 BC as first reported in Herats they show that the buildings and the fortifications were very large built with extremely large stones, Mayor said. The team also unearthed unusual 11th century walls constructed with very thick 
well-built burnt brick. Meyer said this type of brick is rarely used in pre-Roman times. So here these guys are, what, a thousand or two thousand years ahead of their time. It says, while beginning excavation at the 11th century site, we got the feeling that perhaps this earlier phase is larger and dramatically more impressive than the, cit than the city that was destroyed by Hazel, he said. It's a surprise, but on the other hand, it explains something. The pieces fit together now much better. Imagine if you had a bunch of these giants together, the size of these guys, just think what they could do as far as moving stuff around. And maybe they were super intelligent, who knows? The monumental architecture is of much larger dimensions than almost anything found in the Levant. During this era, Samara, this unexpected layer opens up the possibility that the city was original stronghold by the 11th century, said Mayor, as opposed to the previously assumed settlement of Ekron. As such, the find could cause a rethink of the matrix of who were the strong powers in the region at the time, he said. Well, it's almost as if these uh, giants have set up shop in certain places, you know, and we we re read about them in the folklore uh, uh, from, from uh, Britain, you know, and even back to the salts about these things attacking people and how they were driven out of the communities. We hear about them in the uh, in the uh, stories passed down by uh, indigenous American people, talking about these things, how they ter often terrorized uh, the local populations until they were driven out. Uh, it almost sounds like these guys were working in collusion with them and were setting up a a, a pretty uh, strong power base there. It goes on. It says the uncovered fortifications discovered in the lower city are. 13 feet wide versus the six and a half to eight foot wide walls discovered from later periods. Likewise, the dimensions of the building itself are dramatically different. In later layers at the site, Samir, the ancient architects used uh, 1.6 foot stones. In the Goliath layer, the blocks were measured one and two meters or roughly 3.2 to 6.5 feet. The 11th century city was outstandingly large and would have covered an area of 123 and a half acres. That's a lot. More than twice the area of most comparable cities in the Levant, said Mayor. For one point of reference, when the ancient city was of Jerusalem was at its height a few hundred years later, it would have reached 400 to 500 dumas, which is about the same thing, about 120 acres, maybe a little more. In geographical terms, Gath was a primate city on a larger and different scale than others, said Mayor, comparing it to the difference between New York City versus Indianapolis. So in other words, this was a big deal. goes on, it says, Echoes of origin origin. The recent study of ancient Philistine DNA appears to corroborate the long-held hypothesis that the Philistine, or Sea Peoples, arrived from the Aegean region. Through analysis of 10 ancient individuals' DNA, the study suggests that the Philistines reached Ashkelon from Europe by the 12th century BC, the early Iron Age. After two centuries, however, the European genetic markers were dwarfed by the Levantine gene pool, suggesting intensive intermarriage. The Philistine culture and people had remained distinct from other local communities for six centuries. So why were they so insular? Why were they so held together? The DNA study is important, Samara, because it is the first and confirms that at least a component of the Philistine DNA came from the West. He did not find the results surprising due to the myriad of archaeological evidence that also supports the conclusion. Well, wouldn't we love to know what the giant DNA was on some of that stuff that was discovered in, in the United States uh, reportedly a couple hundred years ago? Hundred years ago, according to Meyer, there is in Greece and Anatolia and Cyprus a tradition of building with a large, with large monolithic stones similar to what is now found at Gath. He said he has discussed the possibility of an important architectural style at Gath among his colleagues, 
does not rule out the idea. And it goes ahead and has a little bit more about here about the. Uh, it says, of course, they haven't found any evidence of, uh, of giants. And it says, even though they have the evidence of these large houses, these large uh, giant stones, giant pathways, everything's built on a giant scale, but no giants. Strange enough. It goes on here, it says, in addition to the gigantic building discovery, Mayor and his team also uncovered several 3,000 year old rooms that appear to be fortifications created just prior to the Hazel Conquest. The 9th or 10th century mud brick rooms were filled with earth, which preserved their, what, six and a half foot plastered walls and doorways leading to other rooms. It is unusual to have such high walls made of intact, sun-dried bricks, he said. Yeah, it sounds like they had walls made for tall people. That's what it sounds like. And it sounds like they had buildings made for big people. And it sounds like they had weapons made for giants to use. We're seeing a pattern happen here over and over. It doesn't matter if you're in Israel, it doesn't matter if you're in Europe, China, uh, the old Soviet Union, or the United States or South America. There's this pattern of, of giants in the folklore, giant weapons being manufactured, in a lot of cases, giant architecture. And the question is, where did these guys come from? Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.